right, what is going on, guys? It is time for another episode of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. Whew. Man, I'm, I'm, if you guys read the title, I was debating on what to put the title of this podcast. Or this episode, I should say, not the podcast itself. The episode, you know, End of an Era, uh, That Was Close, uh, Midweek Update. I don't know. So I'm recording this. I still haven't put the title on it. It is Wednesday at 4 a.m., June something. 28th. 28th of June. Man, it has been a rush. So, thankfully, though, everything is still here and we are still going. So, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking a little bit about some of the updates and things that are going on. Some big news coming out of the Husqvarna camp yesterday. Uh, big and unfortunate news. Although we don't know all the details, we're not going to speculate on all of that stuff. Uh, we're just going to go with the positive side of things and and see where this goes. Uh, so we've got that one. We've got updates on the new series that we are doing back to Baja. And then, of course, some more rally updates. I think we should have uh, some rally updates coming here soon. As uh, It's interesting. All the updates are coming in on my computer now as I'm just barely powering everything back on after Sundays. Saturdays. After Saturdays, little, uh, eh, you know, run through. Anyway. All right, let's get to it. Let's turn down this party and talk a little bit about what is going on first and foremost in the rally world. Yesterday, Tuesday morning, in an announcement from Husqvarna Factory Racing, that Skyler Howes and Husqvarna Factory Racing were parting ways. That is absolutely huge news. Um, as mentioned in the group uh, chat, I think that uh, I am I am Team Skyler. Uh, in this, you know, in this one, I do support, you know, I, I, all of our American rally racers, all of our guys that race out there, not just the big names, Ricky, Mason, Skyler, not just those guys, but everybody. I mean, everybody that is out there putting out the, and on the line, getting lost on purpose, um, you know, for those of you that don't know, basically in a rally raid uh, after the first one note, after the first note, you're pretty much lost and it's up to you to navigate the map. So I, I, it's funny to see. I see so many people walk around about talking about how rally is like, oh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of complicated. I don't know. And then after they try it, they're like, oh, that was fun. So hopefully there's more of that, uh, more of that spreading. But yeah, back to the news. Yeah, it is not. Uh, it was it was unexpected, um, at least for us. I don't know, you know, how long the conversation was with uh, with the factory. Um, but in the end, at the end of things, uh, you know, I think that uh, Skyler House is definitely uh, one of the sports top ambassadors uh, for rally uh, on multiple accounts. Uh, saw him get up in front of classes, get up in front of um, uh, crowds and, you know, at these events and help and coach. And uh, I remember a Sonora rally the first year that I went um, and worked with those guys. The seeing him at the writers meeting and you know he started he got up he talked a little bit about how the new cap headings or how the cap headings work and and you know without without a whole lot you know he uh, uh darren skelton of the Sonora rally organization had him come up uh and explain some of that stuff and it was really cool i don't know how much of that was orchestrated but he just jumped right up there and and was willing to lend a hand uh, after the meeting was over he had a line of people going and he took his time and explained things to them and 
it's really, really cool. You know, here's a factory racer. He's got his own race to do. He's got all of his stuff to do. And, you know, the fact that he will take time out of his busy schedule uh, and, and, you know, his tight schedule uh, to be able to help people uh, being approachable at the events and all of that stuff. Honestly, um, you know, I I love the brand uh, Husqvarna. I, it's sad to see them part ways. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I know that Skyler is got uh, he's an asset to any of the companies, any of the the manufacturers that he may end up with. And and hopefully we uh, we see that decision soon. We see somebody pick him up soon uh, to the teams out there and then that are looking. I mean, he is absolutely the the ambassador of the sport. He is the ambassador of the brand that he is on. Uh, he is also a hell of an athlete. So uh, does not give up, you know, is, is focused. So really, really cool. Uh, really, really cool as uh, as the opportunities. You know, it, it's you know, you could look at it a couple of different ways. Uh, but it's going to be a big opportunity, I think, for Skyler, uh, especially if we get him on a team. It would be cool to see him come up on a team that, um, you know, that's developing, that he can, you know, have his feedback on, have his input in and and help grow that team. Uh, I, I think that would really be cool. He is a racer at heart. So, you know, we want to see him out on there or out there and racing. And uh, hopefully we can see him back out there soon uh, getting to it. So. Uh, again, sad news. Uh, you know, you don't want to see that kind of thing happen. Uh, we don't know all of the details. I'm not going to speculate on the details of why they were, but uh, but you know, uh, in the end, he is a one positive person. He's got a great positive mentality, and uh, you know, he's looking forward to the next uh, the next gig. So we'll see. Hopefully, we get uh, an announcement here soon out of that camp. Uh, but yeah, okay. <clears throat> so let's talk about Saturday. Uh, just in time, and uh, we'll give you a, a preview. Uh, I was able to, or we were able to get uh, the, our first interview for the new series of Back to Baja, and that is uh, with Seth Barnes uh, from one of the teams that recently competed down there and at the Baja 500. We were able to get him on. So luckily on uh, Saturday morning, we were able to talk. We got a great, uh, great recording. You guys are going to hear that episode this Sunday. Again, it is Wednesday. Uh, but on, on Wednesday afternoon, after the dust had settled, everything was going, you know, cleaning, doing the doing the stuff. All of a uh, all of a sudden I get, uh, you know, my dad shouting out and uh, saying something about the hill is on fire. And of course, you know, I jump out onto the balcony. I look, I open the door and, uh, yep, sure enough, there it is, is a big plume of smoke. And, um, as far as proximity goes, he, yeah, I don't, you know, um, when initially I didn't really know how much, it, how close it was, uh, to the house, but, uh, with the, like how fast you see the smoke rising, like, yeah, I was like, eh, you know, this is a little closer than, um, you know, maybe a little close for comfort. So Jumped out, uh, went, you know, ran downstairs, threw the helmet on, grabbed the, uh, grabbed the GoPro and, uh, and walked out or well, rode out to the, uh, to the area. And yeah, it was right outside the, uh, right outside the block. Uh, if I was walking, it's like literally like a four minute walk to that. Um, not very, not very far. I would say a quarter mile, a little over a quarter mile, uh, from where I live. And well, uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting uh, we saw all of that happen, went to go figure it out. Initially, what I had heard uh, was that a uh, it was a single vehicle that had rolled over on the road and caught fire, caught fire to the area. 
but then ultimately ended up finding out that it was actually two vehicles. So I, I misspoke on that one, but uh, it was actually two vehicles uh, head on. And part of the reason I, I wanted to bring this up is because it brought up a very, very, very good point. Um, and, a, and it was an eerie reminder and eerie and there's all sorts of stuff that could have happened. I mean, this thing, like it could have gone to the other side of the hill and been, been here much faster. Um, I, there's, there's a lot of stuff. And, and for those of you guys that know, uh, California, San Diego, we, we saw some record rain here, uh, several months ago or in the last several months. And so things are, have been drying out since there hasn't been any rain and it is prime for the, uh, for uh, fire fuel. Well, anyway, the reminder is ride and drive right. If you're in a country where the right-hand side of the road is uh, where you operate the vehicle, if you're on the uh, country where you are a left-hand side of the road is where you operate normally on your vehicles, uh, ride left. Uh, but here, at least in the U.S. Um, and, and several of the countries from you guys tuning in around the world, uh, we know we got to stay on the right. And that was exactly what happened. Uh, it looks like two cars coming around a blind corner, both decided to be on the right side of the road. Well, I can tell you who was right and who was wrong uh, on that one. And unfortunately, that turned into a fire uh, after the collision. Both vehicles, total loss, completely burned down uh, to the ground, which was, um, you know, it's sad to see. Uh, one of them looked like one of those uh, Jeep mall crawler type, you know, it's got all the fancy stuff on it. Uh, you know, and, and it sucks to see that, you know, uh, it, it sucks for the loss of the vehicle, uh, and everything that happens. I don't know how that goes down is at fault or whatever, you know, who was on the right side of the road, who was on the wrong side of the road. Uh, I just know that it's going to be a very expensive insurance claim, especially after, I don't know, I think it was like two helicopters, three helicopters. And I mean, there, there was a bunch of equipment out here. Cal fire was out, uh, San Miguel fire was out. And it was uh, it was interesting. I come around the block and as I'm getting to the end of the block uh, to the main entrance of it, I got just in time and I went and checked my GoPro and I didn't get it. Um, but just in time to see one of the uh, airplanes that drop retardant come by and, and it, it really works out really cool. Um, it's really awesome how they do this. Uh, they will fly down nice and low, spread the retardant and then with the propellers cut the edges of the grass. It is absolutely crazy to see a plane that big going that fast, going that being that close to the ground. Uh, those guys are absolutely talented in what they do and and pretty insane. And, and not only that, here's another one is when he came just thinking about this, when he came down into that, he had to go through the smoke to get down in down low enough and all that. So those guys, I, you know, I don't know. Hats off to them. Uh, uh, and a big thank you. You know, we're able to. uh, uh to be here. I mean, I'm sure, you know, left unchecked, I'm sure it would have worked its way through, but you know, I, thankfully there's uh, things in place that won't let that happen. So anyway, uh, that's going down. I decide, you know, Hey, it's time to go back to the house. Well, no soon as I get back to the house, uh, the sheriffs are rolling through and announcing that it is time for a evacuation. So we get in and, uh, you know, start packing and, and that's kind of a crazy thing. You know, you never think about it. Um, and, and then I remembered my episode about, you know, packing for adventure and I go, Oh, this is an adventure. Maybe we should be prepared a little better, uh, for packing. So with that being said, you know, all the documents, all the things that, you know, laptops, I, I literally like disconnected, unplugged the studio stuff 
and threw it in the back of the car, you know, went upstairs, grabbed the computer, did all these things. And it's just absolutely crazy. And the worst part about it was, is where I thought I had all my important documents was not where I had it. I grabbed the three options and only after checking these last couple of days, I did make that a priority to, you know, look for all the documents and stuff like that. (laughs) I found out that, well, I grabbed everything wrong. So here we are. Uh, I now have, uh, I'm older and wiser by a few days and, um, and I don't want to say ready because I hope to never be ready for the next one because I hope there isn't a next one, but you know, you got to be realistic about it. So, uh, if you live in an area where it is prone to wildfires, this is your reminder, uh, that you need to, uh, make sure you got a plan in place, make sure you got everything that you need. Uh, I now have a go bag that is just like my camping bag for motorcycle camping and stuff like that. Like literally I grab that bag and I know everything is in it. I got some clothes, you know, got some things, you know, my important documents are right next to it. So yeah. Uh, and yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it never need it, but you know, it's good to know, you know, it makes it quicker. Uh, cause really looking at it, looking at how long it took us to actually get ready and get out of the house. I don't feel like that was maybe fast enough. Uh, but you know, Again, there's only so much you can prepare for, so much you can do. Living out here, uh, living out in the uh, in the boonies or out in the areas that you know there's you're surrounded. Uh, I guess it's it's just that much more important to to be ready for the unknown. So, whew. okay, so that is the update on that one and uh, why there was a delay this week in the episodes. Uh, so now let's talk about what we're doing. So first and foremost, this is not the end of an era. We are not going anywhere. We are still going to be doing all the rally raid stuff. But what I want to do and what we've been talking about, and it was actually um, Nathan from Countershocks uh, that tagged me in a post uh, where they were talking about uh, the racing series, uh, the score international racing series and the racing down in Baja on motorcycles. And while the numbers have been uh, dwindling a little bit and going down, it's actually on an upswing and more and more people are starting to join in and are enjoying the the racing and the scenery down there and everything that Baja has to offer uh, as the numbers grow a little bit. And and of course, with that, you know, there's growing pains. There's things that, you know, previously had changed and that, you know, maybe seeing their way back, uh, which we'll get a chance to talk to uh, to people about that. But uh, with that, you know, being said, I had a great conversation with Andy Kirker from uh, the Score International Series. Uh, and he is the motor liaison for the series and uh, and the competitors. So it was really, really a really good chat. Uh, we talked a lot about some of the safety things that have been happening and some of the updates and things like that, uh, which, you know, we're going to we're going to have him on the show. We're going to talk again about that. Previously, we had had him when they were looking at doing some rally hybrid stuff, uh, which I have an idea for that. And we're always, you know, working towards that. I got, you know, I got a few things in the fire, but I got to say that uh, we'll. We'll be right back to the score stuff in the back to Baja, but uh, it was kind of interesting. The other day I was in the garage and I'm working on the motorcycle and uh, on Project 501 and I ordered a set of graphics. Unfortunately, the graphics that I had uh, from uh, Scrub Designs, they on the one side, I, I ripped them up uh, with my boot and pants and I said, you know, I my OCD is like, well, I'd like to have a set of clean graphics. So if I ever take the bike somewhere, uh, we're doing a, a, like a rally party or something like that, you know, I have the bike with some clean graphics on it, you know, that it just, you know, it's like the show stuff and I'm a little bit of an investment, but uh, it's my OCD anyway. 
So I'm going through this. I, I get to the point where I'm literally on the last panel and applying the sticker to the panel, the graphics, and I'm thinking, I've ran out of things to do on the bike. I've reached the end of the list of things that I wanted to do. You know, the last, the, the finishing touches uh, was the clutch. You know, the, the the bike was taken care of. It was used, but it was very well taken care of. Um, I said, you know, I haven't actually put my eyes on the clutch to see what it looks like. And I mean, the thing looked like brand new. Uh, I was looking at the rubber dampers, you know, for those uh, that are familiar with the Huskies uh, and the KTMs, they use that dampening, uh, those rubber dampeners on the clutch hub. You know, I wanted to physically check those, make sure everything was good. I have a uh, or had a clutch from Recluse, uh, their torque drive clutch. So it's basically it's the same height or the same as the stock clutch as far as discs and metals go that type style it's not the auto clutch uh, but they're the plates are a little bit thinner and they actually put an extra friction in there uh, so went through got all of that set it up uh, put the blice uh, seven ounce flywheel weight new recluse cover on the thing and you know had to take it apart a couple times you know just to make sure everything had clearance and that we were good um, and then done, you know, and I, I, you know, I was talking to gnarly day the other day and it's like, it was kind of weird. It's kind of that weird feeling, you know, the, the 790, I literally just finished the same thing. You know, I have got all of this stuff on it, put the stickers on it, the finals graphics from scrub, uh, from scrub designs and all right. I'm like, okay, well, I guess, damn, I guess now I'm going to have to ride it because for those of you that have been keeping up with me for a while now, you know that I, I, I wrench more on my bikes than I ride them. Uh, so we're looking to change that. And so got that all done and I forgot where I was going with that. But anyway, so those bikes are done. It's an end of an error. So now, uh, now we're talking about what bike, you know, what, what is happening in the, the score series and how things are going to be growing, you know, and I feel like, we can all benefit from we can talk to some of these racers in a different discipline we're not leaving the rally side of things uh i'm, I'm working on specifically with project 501 uh working on some shorter stuff that will help um you know finishing that up now that i finished the bike it's going to be a little bit easier to get out and do that uh also doing some road books on the bigger adventure bike uh there's things there you know there's i don't know there's a bunch of stuff going on with that but anyway back to baja so the idea behind it and what, what I want to do is, yeah, let's, let's take some time to meet some other racers, uh, some of the other competitors that got into racing. And for those of you that are into the rally sport, you know, we want to be into the rally sport. That's what we want to do. You know, some of these guys, you know, as you'll hear in the first interview that we already recorded with Seth Barnes, it's coming up this Sunday. Um, you're going to hear, uh, some of the stuff that, that they're looking forward to and, and amongst those is to actually get into rally rate and go and do like, say the Sonora rally. Uh, you know, we talked about Sonora rally offline. We talked about the Baja rally and, you know, rally schools and doing that kind of stuff. You know, to, these guys are talking about going out with uh, Jimmy Lewis. So we're not abandoning the rally thing. So I want to make that very, very, very clear. The next few episodes, we're going to be talking to some of the Baja guys, but we'll tie some of the rally stuff in there because you know, that I've seen them out there, you know, so we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get through it. Uh, but that is what's coming up. Uh, I am reaching out and we are talking to both sides of the fence on this. And by that, I mean, 
both the guys that you know the 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 non-factory teams which for those of you playing the home game the factory team set up left some time ago uh with johnny campbell uh racing jcr uh being formed the honda factory team down at in baja uh it changed a little bit instead of it being honda factory it was a factory backed privateer team uh that that ended up you know kind of replacing that um so we'll hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to them i believe it's uh, mark samuel's crew uh there there's a lot of big competitive teams that have been doing baja for a lot of years that have proven successful uh and and you know we want to talk to them we want to talk to them and find out a little bit of you know what what made them successful so because to me the way i see it is is that the type of racing that gets done here in the states as far as or in north america for us you know in mexico specifically and uh, and you know the united states it's a rougher type more sprint type you know I, I want to really say that it's brutal compared to some of the other uh, racing that's out there. You know, the, the, you have the the GP stuff uh, over across the pond. That stuff's brutal. It's it's a combination of, you know, I, I guess you could say it's it's like a combination of motocross and just open, open desert. I don't want to really say open desert. It's just like a really big motocross track. But our motocross stuff is... Uh, out here you know outdoor so there's definitely some some differences there but nothing i don't think really compares to it i mean if you really look at it to me as far as motos go moto goes there's really two bucket list races and that's the dakar rally and there is the uh, baja 1000 you know those are the two major ones and this year baja 1000 right starting in cabo san lucas and working its way up to the border um, you know, in Ensenada. So that's going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, or I, I'm not sure I have to go back and look if it's Cabo or La Paz. Uh, but you know, starting the opposite end is, is starting at the bottom of the peninsula and then the racers are going to be racing quote unquote home, uh, which will be nice. You know, uh, it'll be a little bit different for the racers that live down there and that I got to fly up here and then race to home. Now it's the other way around. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see how that, uh, how that one shakes down, but you know, there's a lot of great stories out there. Uh, the racing is very, very intense. It's very tight, especially in the pro teams uh, up at the top. I know there's a little bit of uh, some rivalry going on there and uh, and some, uh, you know, some competitiveness. It always is and there always will be. Anytime you could, you know, it, we've talked about this before in, in the groups and stuff like that. Is If you get a group of people together on motorcycles, somebody's going to want to be the first one to the camp. It just, it is what it is. It's just going to be that way. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to be leading and by how much that gap is, who knows, but you know, you put a bunch of guys together or a bunch of people together in, uh, on, you know, motorcycles and someone wants to be first. And so that's okay. You know, it, it's part of it. It's racing, you know, in this case, you know, out there, not that we condone racing on the streets or, or a more spirited type of riding, uh, that is above the, uh, posted speed limits, you know, none of that, please. Um, but, you know, I think that it's uh, I think it's worthy to explore it a little bit. You know, the way that these bikes are built, uh, which is something that I, you know, I am really curious about. You know, it's a, lo- a lot of the stuff that I learned um, is is from seeing bikes being built. Uh, and, and the majority of them were here in Baja, you know, and how how things are put together, what components do what, you know, the, those kind of things. And, you know, I want to see more of that and I want to find out more 
about how like, okay, how are these bikes put together, the suspension and the things like that, because I believe that this transfers over um, into, you know, the rally raid side of things. You know, these guys, these guys send these bikes so hard out there in, in the rally raid world, you know, it's, yeah, it's a slightly heavier bike than the, the typical Baja race bike. And by slightly, I mean, significantly, uh, especially when you throw the eight gallons of fuel at it. But if you really think about it, you know, how much of this, like, is it really like, oh, well, you know, that's maybe no, you know, when you have the entire Austrian team testing in Barstow or testing out in the Southern California desert, um, yeah, that says something, you know, the terrain that's out here is rough, beat up, you know, and if you could prepare the bike to do well on that, then the smooth fire road, fast stuff that we normally see in the Dakar, which isn't necessarily the norm, will definitely be a little better you know there there are some slight changes obviously in suspension but you know you want to make sure that the bike is working at at best it can and you want to go to the terrains the places where you know that it would be the most challenging and so you know the southern california desert is where uh a couple of the teams decide to uh not just the austrian teams so that's what we're uh what we're looking forward to so that's what the back to Baja uh, stuff is going to be about is just talking to some of the race teams down there, talking a little bit more, uh, bringing some awareness to the sport and and how these guys got into it. We had a great conversation with Seth Barnes uh, uh, for this first episode coming up on uh, on Sunday about, you know, how how they got into it, uh, his experience down in Baja and how it went, which was his first experience down in Baja, which is awesome. So. You guys will hear a little bit more about that. Tune in for that one. Again, it'll be this Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, that will be out and ready for the world. Uh, then we got a couple of other people. I did get a couple of messages yesterday, but it, it, it's it been a little tough to get back. Work's been a little bit crazy uh, and, you know, and the side gig stuff. So with that being said, I think we're going to be ready to get this series kicked off and all of these updates. We'll keep you guys updated uh, as I hear the news and get that. Uh, and then we will get, uh, get you guys some more, uh, information. So who should we get on the show? Uh, who do you guys think? What's, uh, what's a good one? Send me a, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, and let's find out, you know, who, who would you like to hear from on the show? This could be in the rally raid world, or this could be in the Baja world. And, uh, and let's see what, uh, what we come up with, but I think this is going to be a great series. I've already talked to a couple of people, a couple of people actually reached out already uh, and that, that are ready to go. Like they want to get their story out there. They want to help grow the sport um, back down here, uh, back in Baja. So let's see what we can do with that. Anyway, with that being said, I got to get back to it. Remember, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride.